My name is Michael Scott. Welcome to my world and prepare to be awakened. Hi, I'm Jamie, Jeff, Sean, Chris, and Brittany, and welcome to episode 27. Today we are talking about the dastardly duo of Billy and Machiavelli. Are we talking about BMs? I mean, really? <laughs> are we really talking about BMs? I don't know. And as you guys have noticed, we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have Brittany, or Me. Particle from the forums. Yes, and no. Sean has returned. Oh yeah, Sean was here last Prodigal Sean, son. Sean I missed one last month. Yeah, you did. You, you didn't even listen to it, I'm sure. <laughs> Do I ever? That's, well, that's the thing. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sean, yeah, Sean can't even stand, stand the sound of his own voice, people. Okay? He'll never know that's what we he said that, about that's him. That's why he doesn't listen. It's mostly Jeff sultry sounding Morgan Freeman esque voice that <laughs> pulls me in every month. Absolutely. And yet you will never know what was said about you. Never ever know. No. Hello, Brittany. Hi. Welcome back to the show. In That's a right. while. You're on about a year ago, huh? About, Almost. I guess. Is it? Maybe a little less. It was like Who? March or so, I think. Who were you filling in for when you were on? Uh, I think I filled in for Chris. Oh, okay. She was in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, really? Was, was it Machu Picchu? Machu Picchu. That was a Machu Picchu episode. Yeah. I think it was. It was it Machu Picchu that episode. Machu I think I was in New Jersey. I was in New Jersey. Machu Picchu. No, where were you, Chris? I, I was in another state, and I still showed up to the recording. <laughs> you did actually. <laughs> what? They don't have internet connection in Hawaii, Chris? No. They just like, didn't. They just didn't have internet connection on the golf course. That's that's what that was the problem. <laughs> no, actually, Hawaii was a scuba diving trip, so oh. underwater would be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Oh, awesome. excuses. First podcast underwater. That would have been underwater. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> they sank Danu Talis. I mean, you could have been reenacting that. Well, then next, next year, when I go to the Galapagos Islands for, for two weeks, my scuba trip, we'll just have to plan it so I can attempt to do it from down there. Now, That's the all. Galapagos Islands might not have internet. <laughs> yeah. Just maybe. I don't know and if they... And that's not going to be as that might be as fun to say as Machu Picchu, Galapagos Islands. No, Chris yeah. is in Galapagos. That either Galapagos. <laughs> I I've decided that I'm going to Chichen Itza on December 21st, 2012. Yeah, it's the uh, row. It's going to be the new uh, new New Year's party. <laughs> <laughs> <Already. laughs> I know at least one of you just googled. Ah, I don't know what I the heck I was talking about. Chichen Itza. I know what. You're I think we have some news to talk about or something. <laughs> We've got some news. Awesome. Hey, I didn't have to do a sound effect. Good job. That's good. See, I got one now. <laughs> a thousand to one. Warlock countdown. Less than 100 days. So awesome. get in line now. Yeah, you might want to get your tents out. Go ahead and get them airing out. Um, sleeping bags, you know, deodorize them from the long winter, and go start camping out. This party, even sure. if the bookstore's not open, just break in. Yeah. <laughs> no, people, really don't, don't, don't break in. <laughs> and, unless you're in front of Sean's house, and then yeah, go ahead, break in. I'm, I'm not a bookstore. You, you've got books at your house, right? I don't listen to the podcast. What makes you think I buy the books? <laughs> uh, you better buy the books. <laughs> They're all on my shelf. I, I, I leave the sorceress open to the back page so that when people come over, I can be like, look, my name's in it. That's the first thing everyone learns when they come to my house for the first time. <laughs> look at this. That's yeah, I've got, a big, I've got it in a big shadow box picture frame like right as soon as you walk in the door it's it's there it's got arrows flashing arrows that they light up yeah but you tore the page ding, out ding, I, ding, yeah. ding 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 well i bought like 75 yeah, but, copies see, so i can yeah, i can afford to lose one page warlock <laughs> countdown less than 100 days yeah it's gonna be big guys it's gonna be good one uh, i can tell i can tell jeff also did some uh travel research 
Like, uh, he's like a regular travel agent over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much a virtual traveling. Just, just some virtual traveling for all you uh, humani out there. If you're not forum members, you should definitely become a forum member because uh, we, we started this thing a little over a year ago where we, we go through the books. I mean, Michael painstakingly uh, went to great lengths to explain in detail all of the locations that, that, that takes place at, all the you know the real-world locations. And, it's um, so painful to travel to Paris. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, can't imagine. Terrible. <laughs> <Boo> <laughs> freaking who? <laughs> <laughs> But he did have to, he did have to go to San Francisco, so that's true. <laughs> but yeah, you know, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> we did it, we did it with the um, with the Alchemist uh, uh, about a year or so ago, and uh, basically what we did was went on uh, Google Street View basically and went th- kind of through the Alchemist, took the path that Flamel and the twins took, and um, you know gave like a gra- we called it a graphical journey. And and now we've uh, completed the same thing with the magician, which is pretty cool because you know it's over in in Paris and and all that, and uh, you get to see in, into the catacombs kind of and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. So that's that's on the forums, and you guys need to jump over and check it out. It's uh it's very interesting. And some nice some nice views of some of the uh, street shops and everything too. And Google yeah. Street View is pretty impressive. It is. It is. They're not really good at yes. blocking things out when they should, but. You know, <laughs> you catch them up every once in a while. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna give a little plug to our Dutch friends. Um, they've released their own little adventure game. Um, it's called uh, the Ad- Adventure to Immortality. Currently, it's all in well Dutch, but I guess there's some translations posted, and I don't know if they're working on an actual English version. But uh, a few of us have gotten to play it. I think Jamie's. Uh, played the most i have yeah like sean said over on our friends on the dutch forum they've created this game it's interactive it's live now and so if you go on there and there's instructions on our forums and a thread that on there that explains how to register for the forums because it isn't dutch so it's kind of hard to find what you're looking for but once you register for an account you can set it to english so you just go in there, you register for an account, and then you be able to play the game. And it's a pretty cool game. Um, it's centered around a map, and you can kind of click on different areas, go to the different places from the books, and encounter elders and immortals, and go on there. And <laughs> it, it's a whole process. You kind of you got to find an elder to awaken you, and then once you get awakened, you can train for learning different magic skills and things like that. Then eventually become a master of the different elements and then the ultimate goal is to become to find an elder to make you immortal so and in between all of the encountering the different characters from the story you kind of encounter different uh beasts and things that you have to take on with your new skills so it's a pretty cool game check it out it's a lot of fun cool Put a lot of work into it i'll do that tomorrow those freaky deaky dutch dutch and yeah, and the people on the Dutch forum have been kind enough to translate it for us in English so that we could play. So it was very nice of them. So thank you to them for doing that. Emails. Any emails? We didn't get any. What? Oh man. So we didn't get any emails. What about? Uh, did anybody leave any voicemails at least? Anything? Uh, we do have a voicemail. Ah, oh, thank you. <laughs> All right, to you. Hey guys, it's Disrhythmic again, and I finally got around to pronouncing things, because finals are over. Oh my gosh, it's awesome. I have more brain cells that I can use for other things besides memorizing the quadratic formula and other useless things that I will never, ever use in real life. But anyway, here I go. Um, I'm going to pronounce the names from the necromancer... Um, which actually aren't that many. There's like five, because I'm, I'm only doing the ones that I know I can get right, which is the Spanish, Aztec, whatever ones. Um, yeah, so here we go. Coatlicoe, Quetzalcoatl, Coculcan, Huitzilopochtli, Xibalba, and the sword that Kate's a birdie thingy had, which is Macuahuitl. Okay, so there you go. That's me pronouncing stuff. <laughs> but um, I think all you international um, 
podcast listeners, you guys need to get on your microphones and pronounce things. So I'm not the only one pronouncing things, and then we can have a whole bunch of buttons on the main page, which I think would be awesome, because I'm still struggling to pronounce, like, the Irish Gaelic ones and all kinds of crazy stuff. So yeah, uh, get on that. Anyway, love the podcast, as always, and can't wait for the next one. Bye, guys. Okay, I think it's awesome. Wait, I think it's awesome that she's like the best person to pronounce like Kukulkan and Kate's a birdie thingy, whatever. <laughs> I am permeating the listeners with my pronunciations. She says Kate's a birdie thingy. <laughs> that was awesome. She forgot the whatever, though. Yeah, well, yeah. But whatever. <laughs> anyway. Ashley, thank you for for calling in and leaving that with all the pronunciations on it. Um, it it's it's interesting that she threw out that uh, that little challenge there to all the uh, foreign listeners that that may be able to uh, help us out with pronunciations because we are actually working on a uh, a soundboard that uh, you know you, you'll open it up and you'll see the all kinds of buttons on there of the names and in, in you know written on the button you push the button and you hear an audio track of how you pronounce the name. So um, thank you, Ashley. We're going to use the ones that you uh, just pronounced on the board, actually. And you know if, if there's any other ones out there, anybody listening that uh, thinks they can contribute to it, please, uh, please call into the podcast line and leave it on the voicemail or um, you know, record it yourself and uh, email it to the Awakenings email. I can think of an uh, Irish listener that I think could call in with a lot of the pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is true. I think he has better things to do than um, pronounce things for. He might know how to pronounce them, but he might not be able to. <laughs> he no, only wrote them in his he book. He might not want to. Because the Huitzi Capitoli Mars thingy. <laughs> Person. Is, I don't, yeah, I don't think anyone can pronounce that. I think Ashley's making it up. Yeah, yeah. It's unpronounceable. There was way, there was, there's way less vowels than she made it sound like. <laughs> This is true. I agree. But yeah, keep guys keep an eye out for the uh for the soundboard. It's uh it's gonna be coming up soon. Hopefully before the warlock comes out we'll have it all squared away. Just in time for more names. Uh, <laughs> just in time to add a lot more. <laughs> so So we had a poll about uh Billy's uh, car, which I still think should have been a Mustang, but that's too obvious. Yeah. Who had the Mustang? Was it Blackhawk? Uh but Billy's Yeah, yes, yeah, Blackhawk had the Mustang. Used to have a Mustang, I guess, would be the correct term. So, Billy had a nice little Thunderbird that Perry decided to, well, steal. She stole it. And we wanted to know where you thought it was. Most people think it's still at uh, Neaten's boat. Not very original. Uh, but a few people say, said it's a thing of beauty. Perry <laughs> kept it. I'd keep it. Oh, was that the next one? Was was thing of beauty? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I was her, I would have took it to a garage and parked it and been like, that's mine. I mean, what's Billy going to do? Call the police? Really? I would have, I would have like sent him a hubcap in the mail. But it would have been funny if she'd have just melted <laughs> it where it sat at the boat and in front of him. Yeah, in front, in front of him. him. And, no, and, and then just took, watched him cry. Took, took, took a, a video as she melted, melted it. And then, yeah, and then sent it to him. That a flip video and then put it on YouTube. Or, or you know, you know, <laughs> took it off the parking brake and just let her roll right into the water. And Ouch! <laughs> you guys sink are to the mean. bottom. <laughs> Oops! Hate it when that happens. Oops. And then the, the next thing you see is uh, Nearus and his <laughs> retreating mates driving it around. Oh, yeah, they're, they're on the bottom <laughs> of the ocean. <laughs> Hanging out with SpongeBob driving his, yeah. hey, interesting. Driving his convertible. Interesting. Would a convertible under the ocean be weird? No. I mean, because think about it. What, what, what you know? It's, it's all going to be full of water. So what's the matter? You got the waves in your hair, you know? <laughs> Interestingly enough, I actually got the chance to ask Michael the answer to this question. So, for this poll question, I actually have the correct answer. There is an answer. Oh my goodness! You gonna you gonna tell us? There is an answer, and uh, obviously, since he told me the answer, <laughs> it's not going to feature in any of the books because you know how he is about about not releasing stuff that's going to feature later in the book. So, the the car is still sitting safe and sound. Right outside, outside Ninton's boathouse. Boat I was they, right. Where they parked it. Yep. Not that that has any bearing on the there. future of the story whatsoever. <laughs> not, not at all. It, I, I, I highly doubt we'll ever see it again. Maybe <laughs> so, at the very end. Um, you know. 
maybe there again, Billy asks her, you know, he gets the chance to ask her what, uh, where his car is. Sophie and Josh. Give me my car and I'll kill you. Sophie and Josh drive off in the Thunderbird (laughs) weeping. (laughs) No, they drive off and they do the Thelma and Louise off the cliff. (laughs) (laughs) Into into the volcano on the top of the Dallas. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's sitting there on, uh, Right beside the uh, the boathouse still. So, definitive answer, people. That's what we do. We're bringing definitive answers. I think it's awesome that one of our poll answers was actually right. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't like it wasn't some fifth answer that we didn't even think of. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's got to be a first, doesn't it? It's possible. <laughs> except, except when we get the exclusive new character poll that we've had before. Yeah, but those are main. Those are given direct. Those are main we have, we polls, have, if not the podcast. Direct access. So we may not have gotten any uh, emails, but we got a whole bunch of QOMs this month, didn't we? Yeah, got qualms? Lots, of qualms. Lots of qualms. What was the uh, what was I don't the have qualm? Any Mac and Billy both have a knack for surviving deadly situations. Do you think they will both survive the series? Why or why not? See now, do you call him Mac when you see it spelled Ma. that way? M A C H. I say I Ma. call him Mac. I, I say Mac. See, I say Mac just because well, that's what I. Well, I have to be different. And I say, I call, you want me to call him Machiavelli or whatever? <laughs> Machiavelli? No. no, that no. doesn't work as Niccolo. well. Nicolo. We should call him Nicolo. 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 Nicolo, 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 Nicolo. Anyways, <laughs> our first response is from Jamie. Hey, cool name. Hey, Jamie. Jamie's reading Jamie. And the location is behind you. Amy is behind me. Ah. Okay, that's a little scary. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, can, you, can you scratch your mouth back while you're back there? Thank you. Appreciate it. They say, I think Mock is starting to question what he's doing in this situation, while Billy is still pretty clueless at this point. If anyone would die, I think it would be Billy, because he's more likely to rush into the said, quote, deadly situation, while Mock would think it through. This doesn't mean that he will die, though. I would have to agree with that. I mean... Billy, even though he does seem to kind of always come out on top of situations, deadly situations, he definitely reacts to them much differently than uh, than I don't think he's clueless, though. I don't know how much of that is more luck. No, no, not clueless, but he's 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 just a quick reactor. He's very rash. He he just reacts. He doesn't think. Yeah, he doesn't think about what he's doing. His good instincts. His instincts. He lets his instincts take over, and he just goes with it. But uh, yeah. Our next uh, qualm is from Jack from Minnesota, and he says, I think that Billy will kill his elder and desert Dark Elders. I think that Mock will turn traitor to his elder and die for it. Got a Rapinop Sister 24 from Dallas, Texas. I think Machiavelli will make it through. Maybe he is the warlock. Uh, that would be awesome. That would be. I, I would pull for that because... Machiavelli is my favorite character still, and uh, I would like for him to get a title role. Same here. I wonder if he if he'll ever get his own song. Maybe. Hmm. That's interesting. He is all about himself. He is because that's oh. all that really matters. Yes, all that really matters to him is him. Yep. Is this my real life? Just my insanity. Caught in a quagmire, no escape from humanity. Start to realize, no longer disguised to see. I'm just a pawn boy, I get no sympathy. Less than scum, less than dough, I will come. I will go any way the wind blows. I am all that matters to me, to me. Master, just kill man. Lays hand upon his head, aged him fast enough. Found me when I was young, but now I'm stuck with you here in 
sick the sphinx on your behind She'll peel your skin like it's a right Goodbye, Billy Buddy You've got to go Gonna leave you here alone And that's the truth The sphinx Next response is from Alexander or Archon14 on the forum. Location, Pine Forest, Shadow I didn't know there was a Shadow Realm there. (laughs) There is now. (laughs) Must have made it. I can't keep track of that. It has internet. It has better internet than Hawaii. (laughs) Let's see. The response is, I think Mac and Billy will both survive simply because they're very good at getting out of dangerous situations. (sighs) (laughs) I would be the one to get this (laughs) <laughs> Kate the birdie thingy whatever Kate the birdie thingy I also whatever. think that Billy will kill what Sean just said <laughs> so he can't die by having his immortality taken away I would just like to say that was totally unintentional I didn't I even remember that was I can't even discuss this point. <laughs> it, it, we always is... give for her Jamie that is so no I'm not cover. even kidding it was no totally problem. unintentional it's I didn't even know it was in there until she stopped reading and then I was like oh my god I did it again <laughs> That's awesome. But now it's funny. Accidental. Love it. 
It does seem to be a lot of fun. I refuse to discuss that answer as a result. (laughs) Next one up. It does seem to be a lot of people thinking Billy's going to kill Kate's a Kukukana thingy person. Birdie whatever. Yeah. Birdie whatever. Birdie whatever, man. Half half birdie man whatever. Okay. Nice feathers. Okay, Okay, Brick, go ahead. The next response is from Timothy Smitley, and his location is in Washington, Pennsylvania. His response is what? Is it Washington, Pennsylvania? (laughs) There is. Pretty sure PA is Pennsylvania. (laughs) My state's backwards. What can I tell you? (laughs) <laughs> just saying. Go ahead. Just saying. His response is, I think that Billy will be dead by the end of the book. Mock just seems too important. Ooh. So, that's, that's, yeah, that's a, uh, that's a different one. Different answer. Dead Billy. By the end of the next book. Yeah. I don't I know. Think he's gonna, I think he's going to ride the Sphinx to freedom. I think the Sphinx is going to eat him. I think she's going to peel his skin <laughs> like it's a rind. <laughs> <laughs> She really likes the taste of hillbillies. <laughs> she does. They taste so yummy. But you know, he thinks he's uh, he, he thinks he's more important than Max, though. Our next response is from Hank from Michigan, and he says, "I think they both will, because Mox seems tied to Billy, and if Billy is in trouble or vice versa, they will save each other." I don't think that's true. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, they kind of stuck together there at the uh, at, at Cuckoo Cons. And I think that was more mock protecting place. his own. It, it was. Uh, <clears throat> Did I just say that? Say it again, Sean. <laughs> I, I think that was more mock just protecting himself. Well, yeah, I, I would agree with that too. But in essence, in doing so, he kind of uh, unintentionally also formed this bond with with Billy. You know, I think in Billy's eyes, at least. So I think I, he would more than happily feed him to the Sphinx to save his own butt. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I th- I thought I read that as more playful. I mean, obviously it was intended to be playful, but I read it honestly as more playful for Machiavelli. I don't know that he he, he might. He no, might. I think at the time it was he playful, might. but I think given the chance sure, if it, to save Billy if, or save well, himself, I think. Sure, but if Billy was siding with him, you know, obviously he wouldn't do that. But if Billy is coming after him uh, because he's done something, then sure, obviously he's going to protect his life. No, I'm not saying coming after Billy, but if it's one of those things where one of them is going to die, sure, he's not going to be like, I'm going to sacrifice myself look, or try I to save expect, you. I'm going I'm to get my butt out of here. I wouldn't expect either of them to sacrifice themselves for the other. I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, if someone's, you know, got a gun, you know, choose and say, hey, yourself or Sean, sorry, buddy, you're you're going down, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll just stab him. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, they kind of they kind of have a little uh, un unspoken bond there between themselves. But our next uh, reply is from Ellie from Knoxville, Tennessee, and the answer is: Part of me wants them both to survive the series, but they're walking on thin ice. So I think that at least one of them will die, if not both, before the series is over. <clears throat> All right, Henry the Eighth, go for it, Sean. Henry the Eighth, someplace very cold. Our next one is from Henry, someplace very cold, apparently my backyard. (laughs) Or mine. So Henry says in uh, a QOM that I'm pretty sure exceeded the length of the box I put on the website. But (laughs) I don't think Billy will survive the series. Like St. Germain, Billy seems to have a talent for making enemies out of people or at least getting them really annoyed at him. Also, Billy is way too overconfident. He thinks that no one would try to kill him. As for Machiavelli, I can't see the series ending without all of the bad guys killed or imprisoned in some distant shadow realm. So unless Machiavelli betrays the Dark Elders and comes to Flamel's side, I don't think he will survive either. Of course, if Machiavelli betrays the Dark Elders, he will be declared Utlaga just like D. but I think Machiavelli is smart enough not to change sides unless he is confident that they can defeat the Dark Elders. Uh, yeah, that's definitely... That's that's definitely like we said about Machiavelli. He said a lot about Machiavelli. He did. (laughs) (laughs) He said a little bit about Billy in the beginning. A little bit, but yeah, uh, I I I would agree. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know. I mean, we get wisps of this um, conscience that he has. You know, we know that he's always thinking about his uh, wife and his and his kids that he had to watch die. And, uh, you know, the whole conversation with Billy, accusing him of, of thinking deep thoughts. 
I don't know. I don't know. I, th- I think that he's more on the verge of jumping over than he ever has I think been. if he does, though, it's going to seriously jeopardize his life. Obviously. But does he care? I don't think he does at this point. I mean, think about it's, it. He's been along for, alive for he, a long you know, time. Who wants to live forever? Exactly. It's that kind of thing. Uh, okay, this is from Perry in South Korea. And Perry was in Northern California. You thought, didn't you? <laughs> you thought so, didn't you? <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, <laughs> Perry says Machiavelli might. He's careful and subtle. However, Billy might not. I won't say he's oblivious to danger, but he's rather daring. And daring can mean danger. It definitely can. Only a couple letters off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, rearrange some. E to an I. I before E. Except after C. No, that's that's not true at all. That's sometimes. That's, it's a horrible rule. <laughs> it, it's sometimes true. It's kind of like. But more times it's than like not, some, it's wrong. It's like sometimes Y is a vowel. How can a word be a vowel? A. I. Cut. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for your responses. We appreciate them. Even though you sent us no emails. <laughs> Sad face. Although that one QOM was about as long as it emails. This, this is true. This is true. Just email and say hi. We'll, we'll read your email. Yeah, right. just hi. Seriously. And end the email and we'll read it. Yeah. I promise. If we get like 600 of them, that's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> podcast and we're going, hi. 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 <laughs> so, discussion time. Who are we covering first? Who do you guys want to talk about first? Uh, let's talk about Billy and his kid. <laughs> no, 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 Jeff. The kid. Oh, the kid. I'm sorry. I, I thought he had like a goat or something. He just, he just, when he says, he refers to his car as baby, like, this is my baby. Oh, okay. I see. I see. I was, I was confounded. Confundled. Yeah. <laughs> so. Fundest. Really though, surprised to see Billy in the, in the series, like, like come into the series like he did. Isn't he like twelve years old? Twenty-two, yeah, I think. 22. Something like that. That's yeah, close. Pretty, uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty young for an immortal. In the grand scheme of immortals, he might as well be twelve. Yep. Pretty much. I think my exact reaction to seeing him because it it kind of described him, and then at the very end of the chapter, it said his name. And when I got to his name, I think my exact reaction was, "Are you kidding me? How did he incorporate yeah. him into this grand scheme of things?" It did kind of come out of left field for me, too. I mean, obviously, you know, we were going to have to have some some immortals from, uh, from you know, the Americas, obviously. But just that wasn't one that, that jumped out to me. <laughs> yeah, but when I thought about it, I was like, it, that is, it's so great because sure. he's just such this icon Absolutely. in American history of this outlaw, you know, he's perfect character. I just never thought. The thought never yeah. crossed my mind. Yep. Could have been Jesse James, though. Could have been. He was older and better. He's from right around here. Yeah. But, but there's proof of his murder by the coward Robert Ford and all that. Yeah, shit. you know, shot him in the back of the head. Wasn't Billy, like, killed in a duel or something? No. He was shot in the back by Pat Garrett, actually. Same way. He, he was, he, uh, Pat, he was betrayed the... by his partner. Yep. Pat Garrett was one of his, um, was in his posse. And uh, and then turned turned to the uh, the I guess the law you would say and uh, made a made a deal to uh, to bring him in and uh, you know came to confront him as a, as a friend and uh, he turned around and now maybe that wasn't exactly what happened. Well, obviously maybe it's Billy, not. Well, listen, maybe Billy was already made I immortal, there was... and he made a pact with his buddy to say. I want you to kill me. This will get you out of the trouble you're in. Right. May everyone think you caught Billy the Kid. You turn over to the side of good. I get out of town. Works out for both of them. Am I crazy or was there an explana- a small explanation that he was already immortal before that happened? You're crazy. Okay. <laughs> no, really. Um, we talked about... He never really talks much about it at all. No, not really. I mean... I... No, not... you know what, Jamie? You might be mixing it up on the forum. I know I asked Michael... If Niten was made immortal before the date of his death, and and that's one of the ones that Michael said yes to. Yeah, it, if it was, I really don't remember him specifically saying 
Because I don't even think he, I don't even think, I don't even think Pat Garrett's name is even mentioned in in the book, is it? No. Even though, and and the the only reason I I say that he was likely immortal before his death is because there's no mystery. Well, around that his death. and we know that in order to become immortal, he saved Kate's birdie thing, whatever's life. Wait, and that would have had. To- wait, what do you mean? There's no mystery. What do you mean? There's no mystery around his death. He was shot in the back. Yeah, but I mean, in, in real life, I mean, you know, William H. Bonney, the the guy Henry, uh, what was his name, that claimed to be Billy the Kid, Henry McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, there's always been there's been like three or four guys that's claimed to be Billy the Kid, and uh, you know, I, I'd say there's there's a lot of controversy around his death, but not like the Flamel's graves being yeah. empty and. Well, there is. I mean, if if you look at the story, I mean, there's there's all kinds of reports of the casket being full of rocks, and there's no photo of the dead body. But I think so, from the standpoint of the series, like him saving his elder's life, that would have had to have happened most likely before he was shot, in order, and that's the act that made him immortal. So, well, well, think about it like this: Does it have to be though? Because let's say not technically, when, but. I mean, his, a shot to the back's usually fatal. His, right. <laughs> well, but depends. If that I was mean, really him. <laughs> the story was that it was it was dark. It was in a dark room. The guy, you know, left, supposedly, left, uh, Pat Garrett left the room without checking the body. He could have hit the wall in the dark and Billy fell down and played the part. But the thing about it is, is, um, you know, Kugel Khan is from the Aztec area, Central America area, well, that's, you know, that's where he would have fled to from leaving America was to go to Mexico. So that could have been where he met Kugel Khan and saved his life after he fled America and, and faked his death. That might be a good question for Michael. Yeah. Or we might we'll find out more about Billy in the next Maybe. book. It's possible. I'm sure we will. <laughs> yeah, I think so. He's kind of out there. So what kind of traits do you think got him? I mean, sure, he made him immortal, but just because he saved his life, that doesn't seem like a Dark Elder would reward you with immortality for saving their life. Well, I mean, if he literally saved his life, then, I mean, I'm I, honestly, you know, we talk about the elders and stuff, but they kind of – the way he uh, speaks of Machiavelli's elder, like kind of you know, rever- reverently – because he saved his life. So I think he would honor that. I think he would honor that, and that was the way that he repaid it was. And, you know, it's kind of not like... But it's not really a repay because Billy's under his service now. Well, kind of and kind of not. I mean, because think about it. It's not like he chose Billy to be in his service. It's not like he sought him out and looked for him and, and, and chose him. He gave him a gift for saving his life. And he kind of, kind of, quote unquote, got stuck with him that way, and that's how he repaid his his life debt to Billy by giving him a moral life. So it's not like he went through, you know, long list of of people and said, "Oh wow, you know, this guy, he could really be a good servant, and I'm going to go and find him and make him moral." You know, kind of like. But they then did. why use him as a servant? Why not release him? Well, we don't know the story. Yeah. I mean, there. Uh, what you we know, know I mean, of, there was yeah. the point where. Billy said, you can't kill me because I saved your life. And he goes, well, I give you immortality because you saved my life. So that death's been paid. So, yeah, I think that he calls upon him when he needs something done. And then he's like, you know, but it's obvious that he need like he, he has Billy help Machiavelli. Now, Machiavelli is a pretty top ranking immortal oh, for the yeah. Dark Elders. And when he needs help stateside, the first person that gets called is Billy. Well, there's there's several different ways you could look at it. You could look at it as that Billy was or has has been like quote unquote in the area and knows the area. Machiavelli obviously doesn't know where he's going over there. And secondly, you know you got to look at like Blackhawk. I mean, this is the first elder we've seen. Kulkan's the first elder we've seen with two uh, immortal servants. Blackhawk may have been his chosen servant that he actually sought after and and you know made the immortality deal with. And Billy was just kind of a a side thing. But he still calls upon him and uses him when he needs to. But I'm just saying that means Billy is useful. Yeah, obviously. He's obviously useful. I'm not, I'm not saying that he's not useful. He's, he's got, you know, obviously his talents, you know, with the scrying bowl and, and all that stuff. And, 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 of course, a Dark Elder is going to use him. But the way he became immortal 
is different from all of the other Dark Elders Immortal Servants is, is the point I was trying to make. It's not like, you know, he saw Billy's talents that, you know, and went after him that way, which is not, not how it happened. I wonder though, I wonder if there are, we've sort of gotten a hint at others who've been made immortal by his elder as well in while Pat Garrett's not mentioned in the Necromancer, he is in the Sorceress. Yeah, there's a reference to it. And and two paragraphs later, or one paragraph later, actually, um, Billy makes a comment how we could ra- he could raise a gang. He says, I know some immortals, a couple of cowboys, a Spanish conquistador, and two great Apache warriors who are all loyal to us. Those that just seems like the kind of folk, a couple of cowboys, Spanish conquistadors, right. Apache warriors. That's probably like Montezuma. That probably have all been in the same type of area with him way back when, you know, around sure. the same time historically. So I wonder if that's not actually a group Although, of them that all is Blackhawk Apache. Would that be the Apache warrior? Maybe. No, I don't think he was. But he's an added um... bonus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well. You know, I mean, obviously the the immortals seem to find each other. You know, I mean, kind of like the example given with like Joan and uh, Saint Germain. I mean, they once they saw each other, they knew immediately they were they were both immortals. And you know, they kind of keep bumping in, kept bumping into each other, and that kind of thing theme kind of recurs. So I think that it would be hard to walk the earth for as long as some of them have and not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Run into others of their kind. And, you know, they know immediately, well, but the fact that it's another, but that fact that it's another couple of cowboys, I mean, it very well, maybe it is Jesse James or it's, it's possible. Sure. It's and possible. even Machiavelli has a file Damn. on Billy. Like he made, he made some comments about what he knew when he was going to meet him before he met him. He, you know, he made some comments right. about what he knew that he was made immortal at a young age. And that because I think some of it was in part to his talent, and skills, but I'm not really sure. I don't remember correctly. So, I mean, I mean, it's one of those things too, where news of Billy the Kid traveled. So, you know, it's not he Kukulun Kukulkan, whatever, could have known his name. Sure. And when he happened to run into him, and he happened to save his life, he said, "So you're Billy the Kid." It's very possible. There's no doubt about that. But. You know, given given the way that the elders kind of view the humani, especially the dark elders, I mean, I don't know that they're going out and you know picking up the latest newspapers to see what's going on in the world. But is as that's enti- that's entirely possible that he knew who he was before he saved his life. He may have been planning to go and and, and talk to him about making him an immortal when something intervened, causing Billy to have to save his life. But just from the conversations they've had and the way that Kukulkan treated him at the uh, at the cabin, I just got the sense that it was a you saved my life and I did this for you kind of thing. Yeah. Well, and he was already mad at him at that point. He had failed his task. Oh, well, yeah, so, of course. Of course. Of course, at that point, he's going to look down upon him and not be happy with him. Yeah, sure. So what do you think uh, – what do you guys think that Billy's going to do with Machiavelli? Release the hounds. I mean, I mean, that's that's where they're headed, and you know they He's have going to release the kraken. Release the kraken. Fight, but... <laughs> <laughs> release the kraken. Yeah, you know they're headed to Alcatraz. You know they get to Alcatraz, and that's their goal is to release the monsters and everything. But obviously Machiavelli's having the second second thoughts, and Billy is obviously aware of that. And the Sphinx is hungry. And the Sphinx is He's hungry. hungry. <laughs> That's well, they got the Book of the Dead, that page so, from the Book of the Dead that they need to awaken the creatures and sick them on San Francisco. Right. So they must obviously have to be in like close proximity to be able to awaken them. Oh, yeah. I Because otherwise they'd be like, I'm going to do this from over here. Oh, definitely. Here. <laughs> yeah. You go over there and take the <laughs> cell phone, put it on speaker, and I'll well, read what d- it says. That's <laughs> what Dee originally said to Dare was why he needed her and her flute was so that when they awakened those sleeping creatures, he needed somebody to be able to control them. Right. When they were out running around on the in the cities. But, I mean, do you think that Billy's main goal is to keep Machiavelli on task and and release the monsters? Is that like... 
his thing, or do you think Machiavelli is going to be able to, if he's you know having those deep thoughts, do you think Machiavelli is going to be able to turn or change Machiavelli, uh, Billy's mind about the whole situation? I think Mach- I think uh, Billy's in love with the chaos. I think so, and awesome. I think Machiavelli's so a good, I... Machiavelli's a good good talker, though. I mean, you know, he manipulates people for a living, basically. Well, and I think the idea of Awakening of the creatures and all that, that had to have come from Machiavelli's elder. I mean, just from the standpoint, the Egyptian and the connection to the, the Book of the Dead and, you know, that would have had to have come from sure. him. And the Sphinx? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Since I know. he kind of commissioned the building of the Sphinx. Yeah, I so, think that whole idea yeah, probably I mean, originated with Machiavelli, but Billy was kind of there, you know, just back up. I mean... Paranel was on the island, back up, you know, trying to prevent her from leaving. I don't. I don't really think Billy's the kind of guy that would back down halfway through the job. He'd want to get it done, right. like go through with the commitment. He doesn't seem like the type to change his mind. I think when he sets down a path, he's going to go down, and if it's a turns out to be a bad path, he's going to go down in a blaze of glory in the process. Right. <laughs> you know, there's, he's there's one quote that sort of really demonstrates what Jamie just said, and that's. When, when they're talking about whether or not they're going to succeed, Billy uh, Machiavelli says, you know, if we do this, nothing will ever be the same. We'll be outlaws. Billy then says, I've been an outlaw all my life. It's not so bad. With a big grin on his face. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he seems to, to be enjoying himself. And, and I get the sense nothing's going to change his mind. He's doing it and he's mm-hmm. having fun. He's a sociopath. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> he likes the action of the adventure. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Absolutely. Just like Sean said, he, wants he to loves live forever. the chaos. He's one of those yeah. people that likes to stir the pot and then just step back and watch what happens. See, no, I think that's... <laughs> no, see, he wants to be part of it. Yeah, yeah. Now, Machiavelli yeah. would step in and, 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 you know, poke the hornet's nest and then go behind the tree and hide. Where Billy would walk over, kick the nest, uh, and then try to stomp out every single one of them when they flew he out. He would try to shoot the bees as they came <laughs> out. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, remember, too, Billy doesn't exactly have, I mean, okay, 126 years old isn't young, but relatively speaking, he doesn't have the same amount of time or age or years to have actually learned he's more. A te- he's a teenager by comparison. He's, he's young <laughs> compared to Jackie like Valley and all the others. And so sure. for him, it, it's like dealing with. You know, it's like dealing with a child almost. Right. Oh, does he act like right. a child? <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't learned that. He hasn't learned that uh, the patience that comes along with, like, spe- specifically working with the Dark Elders, you know, where it takes centuries to uh, to to act out a plan. I mean, right. I, that probably burns a hole in him, you know. So he, yeah. I, I don't think he's, I don't think he's learned that patience yet in his immortal life. And who knows? Maybe this is one of his first real missions. Yeah, it, it's possible. It's very possible. Yeah, we know Mach doesn't hasn't talked to his elder in what hundred years or something. Although you know what he he does say when he's when he's having that conversation we were talking about earlier, sort of taunting his elder, and and the whole I could take away your mortality thing. He he makes a, a comment how about yeah while well, I um you paid me back by being immortal I've been doing your dirty work ever since. Yeah. So. He something's been going on. He's been doing something to to make a comment like that. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's 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 kind of thing too. I mean, where's he going to turn? You know, it's kind of like, uh, yeah, the situation may be bad, and he may have to do this stuff for him. But you know, at least he's got uh, a quote unquote team, or you know what I mean. He's not really got a home, but you know, in in essence, or else he's you know just going to you know wander the earth aimlessly yeah I, I i see what you're saying like serving a dark elder kind of gives him a purpose for his immortality yeah because otherwise you yeah, know he's, he's gonna... probably got very few friends i don't think he had a That's family a... so right and if he did obviously they're not around still <laughs> but you know he, he it may get a little bit boring and working for the dark elders gives him obviously gives him something to do gives him something dangerous to do and uh you know he gets to do uh crazy bad stuff. Yeah, there's actually a quote in the sorcerer's where he talks about that he doesn't have anybody and that there hadn't been anyone for a long time because even during his natural life he had few friends. Mm-hmm. 
and it goes, and then it, and then it switches to where Machiavelli comes in. But that's that's in the airport where he's watching everybody come out of the airplane. Oh, okay. And he thinks about that. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, his only friend shot him in the back. <laughs> <laughs> now Machiavelli's his new friend. That does put a hamp a damper on a relationship. <laughs> yeah. His new friend is Machiavelli. He's kind of like his. I wouldn't say big brother. He's more like his uh, yeah, dad. Yeah, but Machiavelli's like four hundred years like older than him. He does. He look. He's kind of. He kind of looks up to him. I think you know. I mean. He he obviously realizes that Machiavelli has this wealth of knowledge and abilities that you know he doesn't. So maybe he's looking to score some uh, some pointers. Yeah, but for as rash as he is, I think there was a comment when he they were on the boat. I think maybe when they were on their way back to the island, he talked about how he can kind of read people. I think is what the comment was. Right. He's yeah. Very you know, he says that he can. Yeah, he uh, he always knew who was going to win a, a duel, a gun duel, because he could tell, you know, who had the confidence in their eyes to win, and that was usually the person that won, because the other person pretty much had already defeated themselves, and he could tell, you know, by looking in their eyes which one was which. Definitely got that overconfident thing going for. <laughs> he was probably a really good poker player. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I would not I, play him in poker. I'm sure Machiavelli. They're really for that matter. I would. No, <laughs> the man's no. got a great poker face. Yeah. How do you wake up, Lady Gaga? I'm sorry. Poker face. Poker face. How do you wake up, oh. Lady Gaga? <laughs> I only heard was poker face. Poker face. That's pretty much what I heard too. But I figured something about Lady Gaga. Up, so. yeah, he speaks Jeffies. <laughs> Sean speaks Jeffies. I didn't know there was a Jeffanese. Jeffanese. But... <laughs> oh, absolutely. There's now. It's definitely. Yep. Yep. Sean's the official interpreter. I'm the unofficial official interpreter. Sure. Literally. I'm literally too literal to be taken literally. Figuratively speaking, of course. Oh, boy. Literally. Literally. Machiavelli. Well, we kind of covered Machiavelli and Billy almost, you know? I mean, we kind of did them as a as a duo there. I, I don't know what else is to cover from Machiavelli from uh, Sorcerers and Necromancer. Because it's been, it's been uh, two years since we did Machiavelli. He was the second the second podcast, wasn't he? Uh, something like that. I think so. He was the January podcast uh, of uh, 2009, was he not? Somewhere in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he was. I'm losing track. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, trust me, he was. Uh, okay. <laughs> but uh, I believe yeah, everything you say. It's been two years since we uh, since we talked about him, uh, so we didn't really cover any uh, sorcerer stuff with him because we did that podcast before the sorceress was out. But I mean, you know, through the sorceress and and into the necromancer, I mean, you know, he's it's kind of almost not like night and day kind of thing, but you know, the the his it seems like his goals kind of start are starting to shift a lot more. I mean, we saw we saw kind of hints of it in the magician where he's talking to Josh in the catacombs and uh, kind of befriending him and you know being quote unquote a good guy. Well, and then Mars says he doesn't um, know his intentions. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. His uh, mind is clouded. I guess. I don't think Mac knows his own intentions. No, absolutely. He was probably as as uh, caught off guard as that as D was. That that uh, Mar said that. Well, and and then you you see a couple points where he kind of deviates from what he should be doing. Like he helps D when he you know technically should be telling yeah. his elder that he talked exactly. to D, and exactly. then you know he's it's it's funny because D's declared Utlaga, and then all of a sudden Machiavelli's kind of kind of playing his side, so that it's almost like no matter how it plays out. He's going to be on. He's going to be on the goods with, yeah. uh, with whoever wants. He's playing well, every like, side at the yeah. same time. Yeah, exactly. That's so, what he's all about, though. It I mean, is absolutely. It is. He's a master manipulator. But there's going to come a point where I think he's got to choose. Oh, definitely. It's you not know, going to work he, forever. He's playing both sides. It's not yeah. going to work forever. He can play both sides and kind of step back and see what happens and see what happens. But now he is in control of. Of what's of the destiny of uh, basically the world, because all of these monster we'll call them caches 
across the across the globe are waiting on Alcatraz's signal to release their monsters as well. Because it says in there that there's similar stores of mm-hmm. monsters, you know, on every continent. So mm-hmm. there's a there's an immortal working for Dark Elder at every single one of those, you know, storehouses, but San Francisco is the the key, is the the first wave. And then all the other ones will come after that. So he kind of has the world resting on his shoulders of, of his decision of whether he frees these monsters or not. So he's got to make a decision. He's got to make a call. He can't, he can't put it on anyone else any longer and kind of just sit back and see what happens because now it's literally in his hands. Do you hands. think he's going to? Personally, I don't. I, I, I do not think that – I think that – he and Billy are going to have some not no not so nice conversations about it. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> say the least. To say to say to say the least, exactly. I don't see him I don't see him falling. I see him taking out the Sphinx thing. just to like get her out of the way so that he doesn't have to do do the task. Deal. But I'm Paranel, mm-hmm. you know, as powerful as Paranel is, she she didn't she couldn't kill the Sphinx. It's true. So well, Paranel's coming back for so, for them. Too. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I mean, you still have you still have them that are heading back, you know, to Alcatraz to to because they know they still have to stop. Showdown on Alcatraz, twenty twelve. Exactly. <laughs> and and Mock could have some hidden stuff up his sleeves because we sure we haven't seen him do much to be honest. Besides with the Tulpa and then the gargoyles and then the Legate thing. Right. So he, if like he ends up being the warlock, then that's like a whole new side of his powers that we haven't even seen yet. Sure. Well, yeah, and I wonder if he did I'm that sure. on his own. The legate, little stunt he pulled with the legate. Did he? Did he think to do no, that on his no, own, or did says, somebody else tell him to do that? No, he says that. I thought he said it, that he just thought somebody at some point was going to try and use that legate and them coming no, after. Yeah, him. exactly. But his, I, I don't know that. I don't know for 100% sure that he had the idea, but I know that his elder master gave him the knowledge to, to do what he did with the with the spell and all that stuff, to, to know that it, that, that would work. Or yeah, whatever. the question is, was it for that specific purpose, or was it just knowledge he gave them him at some other point? Maybe. Hey, maybe the... Uh, <laughs> maybe Mareth, you uh, gave him that knowledge sometime in the past. <laughs> Knowing he would use it on the legate and be able, he'd be able to snatch them Maybe. out of the legate. Tricky, tricky. Yeah, it's possible. Um, I can't remember if it was in the book. I'm, I'm trying to remember right now. I know I asked it on the on the forum, and I'm pretty sure Michael answered that his elder master taught him about the legate traveling, and that's how he had the knowledge to use the the spell and all that. So mock. He's a deep He's thinker. Tricky. He's full of deep thoughts. His mind is an inexhaustible well of deep, deep... Yeah, thinking. I wonder what goes on in that guy's head. Like, when he's sweating there, you know, standing in I front don't. of an elder, wondering... <laughs> like, how he calculates what to yeah, say he, and how to word it. He's like, uh, yeah. He probably wings it. He just wings it, man. <laughs> he goes with Bro. the flow. That guy would totally clean up on Survivor, I think. I, I think you're right. <laughs> I think he'd be voted off first because people would be like, listen to this dude. <laughs> Gone. Gone. Wouldn't that See be a ya. fun game? And then he'd be like, did he be like, sorry, hidden immunity idol. Secrets exactly. of the immortal Nicholas Fomel survivor style. Absolutely. I think we've talked about that several times. Survivor Daniel Talos. Yeah, Survivor, Survivor Daniel Talos on the forums. Well, no. Well, we did that. Wasn't one of our title episode titles to yeah. Survivor Dinatalis? Yeah, it was when we covered when we covered uh, Dinatalis. It was. Yeah. But yeah, that's mock. That's mock in a nutshell. Mac, mock, mook. Mock, mac, mook. See now, I, I see, I see mock with the M M A C H, and then, but when Billy calls him Mac, yeah. I really hear that 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 quote-unquote redneck accent kind of Mac kind of thing. So, like a know, Big Mac? Like a Big Mac. He's Big Mac Daddy. I think I just get Mac from Highlander. Mac Daddy Valley. The Big Mac. 
All right. Well, I think we covered just about as much as we can on uh, Billy and Machiavelli. Some real good conversation there on Billy especially. But it's definitely going to be interesting to see what transpires on uh, on Alcatraz Island for sure. But um, that's pretty much all we got for those guys. Uh, our next episode, we're going to be covering Prometheus. With their little Big bit Daddy of, uh, Five, man. <laughs> you, you know what when i when i picture the uh explanation of him i can't stop uh thinking chuck about norris. the brawny man with bright red hair <laughs> chuck norris <laughs> i picture the brawny man for some that's reason. actually pretty good yeah just, just this big bulky red hair you know, guy uh yeah i, I mean, picture him with picture a big red man. curly fro for some reason i don't know why <laughs> Well, the fro could come from that, you know, he's got the hippie van. Yeah, yeah, maybe. His, his, the houses are all from the 70s. and I think of him that way, but that's because of the heat miser. Remember the, the oh, heat yeah. miser? Oh, I love the heat miser and the snow miser. The heat miser. And so every time I, I see Prometheus, I think of the heat miser from that. I'm going to think of him like that from now on, too. Yeah, with the, with the red hair that sticks straight up. <laughs> yup. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> I had that song stuck in that old day. Well, next time we'll be talking next about time. the heat miser. Um, yeah, next time we're going to cover uh, Prometheus, the uh, fire lord, and uh, all his fieriness stuff, and uh, probably throw a little, maybe a little Zephaniah in there as well. Uh, their little trip to the uh, the unnamed city. But uh, all all of your votes and uh, comments on iTunes and uh, Podcast Alley and Blueberry.com, those are all very, very much appreciated. So jump over there and do that. All the links uh, for that are located on the podcast page. And uh, also on the podcast page, there's a big button that says email. Uh, if you push that, that will send an email to awakenings at fullmetals-immortal-portal.com. Or you can email the individual portalcasters, uh, including Brittany at their first name at flamels-immortal-portal.com. That's all for this episode. Till the next leg eight opens, this is... Jamie. Jethro. Sean. Chris. And Brittany. And Freddie Mercury. Signing off. This podcast may induce uncontrollable laughter, resulting in stares, glares, and strange looks from members of the general public. Please take the appropriate steps to protect yourself from these embarrassing moments. Yeah, you know, um, that's a good story. <laughs> we were going to. Uh, I was going to stop. I was going to... Hold on, while I find it. Ah, here it is. <laughs> Unpaired. Y equals mx plus b. I use that Come all the time. <laughs> That's not X it. That's the minus that's minus linear. That's a quadratic. This is the whole negative b divided by <laughs> okay. one. Okay. All right. Let, let's not. Let's, wait. Wait. Let's. Yeah, let's not. Math. Stop. Stop. Let's not geek out here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just an engineer. I don't, what was the? Uh, what was I don't the? Don't have any. I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> Go Packers. <laughs> don't, don't, don't even go there. Go Packers. I'm a Patriots fan. <laughs> okay, good. That's okay then. I was about to say, don't you start ripping on the Packers. I said go Packers. I will get my dad up here. <laughs> the, uh, go Packers. The, the hair is going to win That's the game. Just, just so you know. <laughs> the hair is going to win the game. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you. It's Palomalu all the way, man. I'm telling you, he's 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 going to win the sorry, game. Sorry, but the Steelers, Ben Roethlisberger is going to get distracted by some cheerleader, and then Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to throw a touchdown pass. Hate it when that happens. That's just that simple. Exactly how it's going to happen. That's that's possible. Anyways, that's but the- yes. As, as a Patriots fan, I can't, in all good conscience, root for the Steelers. So what did anyway, that have to do with the Packers? And, uh, I'm confused. <laughs> people, I don't know. He's, he's from uh, Minnesota, but that's Wisconsin. Oh, okay. he's- um, the Packers are from Wisconsin. I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. <laughs> so confused. <laughs>
It just came out of nowhere. I didn't even know what to say. It's the same thing. Green Bay, Minnesota. No. It's the same thing. No, oh, it's not. <laughs> Wisconsin looks like a mitten. And Michigan looks like a hand. Uh, and Italy looks like a boot. But Michigan has nothing to do with the conversation. Anyways. All right. Speaking of Super Bowl, our next response. <laughs> <laughs> Our next, our next one's from Dallas, Texas. How about that? Hello. Oh, my God. Ding. Sorry. That was a Ding. good idea. Fries are done. Sorry. <laughs> that was her trying to delete her Gmail account. It was like, <laughs> ding, night. <laughs> Seriously, I think it's harder than 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 people think to, to, uh, to delete your Gmail account. The don't delete it. Just... Don't ever check it again. <laughs> Don't bother. That's the worst that can happen. Yeah. Sold your soul exactly. to Gmail. What? <laughs> said you sold your soul to Gmail. You can't just oh, delete the oh, account okay. now. I, I heard soldiers. I did not hear soldiers. I heard soldiers too. Yeah. Like soldiers sold their Gmail? <laughs> Brittany, we thought, you, we thought you lost it. Like What? <laughs> As opposed to the rest we're of completely us. 100% right sane. Completely found. That's okay. I've I've been known to have lost it before. Did you find it? Sounds good. Because if you did, let me know where it's <laughs> at. Because I, I need to find it. <laughs> okay. Behind oh, the couch, okay. Jamie. <laughs> the cat's got there's a play toy, or your dog got there's a play toy. They buried it in the litter box. I don't have a cat. <laughs> All right, next qualm. <laughs> oh, it's my turn. Hello. <laughs> yes, Jamie. What? Hank. Wake up, little Jamie. Sorry about that. Up. Not paying attention. Part of me wants them both to survive this survivor series. Survivor series. Isn't that survivor like series. Wrestling. <clears throat> the response is part of me wants them both to. to <laughs> <laughs> shut up. Wow. It's worse than Irish wristwatch. Is that the 20 questions answer? <laughs> Part of me wants. I figured out the 20 questions they didn't answer at like question 11. I just never answered it. <laughs> Part of me wants them both to... <laughs> Say Irish wristwatch. Say Irish wristwatch. Wristwatch. <laughs> Irish wristwatch. Wow, that's a good one. Irish... It is, isn't it? Irish wristwatch. God! Irish wristwatch. That's awesome. Irish wristwatch. terrible. There we go. It's a, it's a good it's a good theater warm-up. Yeah, Irish wristwatch. Part of me wants them both to survive. I can't do it. Why am I stumbling there every time? Part of me wants them both to survive the series, but they're walking on thin ice. Mine. I think that's our first outtake. Wow. (laughs) Jim trying to read. Jim trying to read HUOM. Irish wristwasher. (laughs) I got nothing. That's pretty much all we got for this episode. Nope, that's not it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> I jumped a little Just bit kidding. there. I was kidding. Josh, kidding. JK. JK, you. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I can't segue to it now for some reason. 